Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 19th of February 2017. It truly is fascinating to just stand back and watch and listen to everything that's going on. And everything that's going on is what's given to you via sources, media and so on. Uh, And most of what's going on is completely restricted from your hearing and from your view because the world has never been run openly by power brokers. They don't show you everything. In fact, they show you very little. In fact, they give you big productions, almost like Hollywood productions of reality uh, now and then. I've gone to Wag the Dog, the movie, awfully well done, in fact. And really, a lot of it is like that, isn't it? You have distractions, lots of distractions, but never, never given the truth. I think it was Lenin, and even before her mother said the same thing, that history is bunk. And uh, I think so many folk have copied that same expression, and he was probably one of them, because history truly is bunk. We're given fake histories, the authorized versions. Uh, even in your own lifetime, you've lived through things that have happened, and if you just hang on to those memories of what's happened, like wars and so on, and maybe 10, 15, 20 years later, read the books in your bookstores or whoever is selling them, and you'll you'll find that it's completely sanitized and given the authorized version, like 9-11. 9-11, for goodness sake, was controlled demolition charges. Everybody saw the darn thing. And so many things happened. I'm not going to go over the whole thing again. There's plenty of documentaries out there showing you of the the controlled demolitions, what they look like, and here it goes again. And the fact that the New American Century Group had a whole list of countries to be taken out, and, and that's what they went right into. They needed the, the Pearl Harbor event to get the public on board with them. Bingo! They won the lotto because they rigged the lotto. And there you go. And yet in your own lifetime, it's changed. It's fixed in stone now that it was just a few people from Afghanistan, apparently, uh, that came over in planes and all that and hijacked them and and did it all. Absolute rubbish. But that's going to be, that's that's a permanent record now. That's, That's the official version forever. Most of your reality is like this. Most of it. Right down to elections. Don't watch this hand, watch that hand, and and so on. Same kind of thing. And yet, after elections, if you if you see the same garden path that you've seen before, uh, then uh, do you really want to go up it? You know where it goes. You, you you've heard the same familiar nonsense along the way and along the path of walk. Uh, telling you what you're supposed to think as opposed to what you see and hear and what you know and understand. Perception management. It's sad. It's kind of sad. It's deja vu. Deja vu is kind of boring. It truly is boring, isn't it? But you think about the scale of how we're controlled. It's easier than ever today with mass communication where everyone can get the same messages at the same time, the same memes that they shove out there for you to follow. Every prattles about it at the same time because they're all getting it at the same time. That's control. And that's not by accident either. Someone's controlling your thoughts and your conversations and your topics. As Brzezinski said in his book Between Two Ages, 
in the 1970s that shortly the public will be unable to to rational or, or really think for themselves. They can only repeat what's given to them on the previous day's news. It's way beyond that now. We're way beyond that now. You're even given the, the very sophisticated and sometimes not so sophisticated arguments to argue about with politics. It's all drama. It's scripted. What you're supposed to believe and so on. I've mentioned before the hypnotist Darren Brown and a guy who obviously has an awful lot of money to put, and maybe whoever backs him too, to put into his big lavish productions of basically in real life showing you a movie version or, or the non-movie version of the game. The game was an awfully good movie to show you how a person can be fooled if there's enough money they can employ actors and, and, and production staff to create a fake reality for someone when you wake up in the morning and everything is strange. You're, you flow along almost a dream, in a sense, because it's dream-like qualities of everything that they suspect could go wrong is going wrong. And in one of Brown's better, really well-done uh, shows, he gets a young guy, about 20 years of age or so, 19 or 20, who was a couch potato at home. Uh, he'd already tests him for suggestibility and um, creates a whole fake reality where the guy wakes up and everything and he doesn't realize from then on everything he looks at, newspapers is rigged, fake. Uh, things that are coming through his cell phone from news is rigged. And he thinks is at the, in the end of the world scenario, literally with zombies and everything. It's well done. And he's showing you how this guy literally goes along with the flow of where he's, he's, he doesn't even know he's being directed to, to move to along and getting prompted to, to, to follow through this whole scenario. Well, that really is reality for most of us. Because we all get the same news. Most of it is fake and definitely slanted. And, and it's either got big chunks missing out of each story to fill in the gaps and all that. Or else the, the story simply isn't there that should be there. Uh, everything is slanted. Everything today is so, it's beyond being politicized. Way beyond that. And, and because whoever writes it wants to control your mind and your thoughts, they don't believe in giving you truth. Because if you have full truth, you might not have the same viewpoint that the person who's writing it has. And they want to use you. Numbers, the numbers game. I keep t- watching people who literally, and it's sad, and it's understandable, but it's awfully sad, when people who, again, think the whole system is real as it's presented to them, they go off and vote, and they, spe- they really expect some kind of utopia or miracles. It doesn't matter if it's left-wing, right-wing, or whatever it happens to be. They truly believe there should be some kind of miracle happen. I don't know why they believe that. But they, really, they truly do. They're very suggestible. People are awfully suggestible. And the more suggestible uh, people happens to be, the, the easier it is to, to con them and convince them to go along with some incredible myth. Even though all the, all the, the symptoms of what you're really voting for can be right in front of your face. In the last election in the U.S., it, it was so obvious that there was nobody really for anyone to, to vote for. There really wasn't. And even yet, you, you have kind of two sides of things where one group isn't going to give up. 
and, and let it happen. Uh, the other guy got in. It's just quite amazing to me. The majority of the public, I don't think, are involved in this. There's a top layer of um, people, definitely on the left wing, who probably are in full-time employment to to make sure that uh, they're always in power. I think that's really what they expected to happen. But the, the, the other group, um, are they really for America or not for America? I mean, come on, who's first on the list here? Who really is first on the list? How often can we deceive ourselves? How long can we go along with being deceived about things? And we have to deceive ourselves, remember. Any good con, a confidence trick, needs the victim to participate in the con. Always remember that. And that's what we're presented with, the always the big con. I'm still getting emails from an occasional person who's disillusioned with everything, and they'll say, okay, then, so what is the answer? What do we do? Well, I'm not here to tell we anything. My whole point for, for a long, long, long time has been on individuality. And then perhaps if you're an individual, you won't be falling into the we camp, regardless of what side you think you're, you're, you're weeing for. <laughs> and it's, it's true, it's sad. But as I say, um, look up Apocalypse from, from that Darren Brown show. That's the name of it, the Apocalypse. And you put yourself in the position and put society, like the mass man and woman, into that one person, the victim, in it, to see uh, how easy it is to fool someone if you're using enough, what appears to be enough media, enough independent sources to, to fool the victim. Just like the movie, as I say, uh, with Michael Douglas called The Game. Uh, enough people and well-directed can, can literally make you do anything, go along any path you want to go along. It's not too difficult. It really isn't too difficult. And when it comes to politics and big powers, national powers, and even other national powers involved in it too, from different sources... There's lots of money, lots of professionalism and guys out there who can get in on the act of production, producing a reality, a complete reality for the public to believe in. I don't care what side it is. I'm not interested in sides. As far as I'm concerned, every side is just a different route to the same ending, maybe on behalf of the same people at the top, in fact. And each side thinks they can get there faster. And mind you, too, the ones who are picked for it want their share of the loot because, unfortunately, we live in a system of it which is utterly corrupt. And it's never been so obvious as it is today. It's completely corrupt. And the public, a lot of the public who are in on it, who, who profit of the getting their side in, really don't care if their own people at the top are corrupt involved in all kinds of scams and things. We had this the last election in the U.S. And it didn't really matter, apparently, to, to the ones who wanted this almost a strange uh, hybrid, Sovietized, beyond Sovietized utopia they want for the left wing, for instance. They really wanted this. And it didn't matter if, if the, the person who supposedly represented their side at the top was utterly corrupt. Uh, and has a history of corruption. It doesn't matter at all to them because they themselves would be handsomely paid. I don't think the, the, the people at the bottom are like that or as bad as that. They, they wouldn't get anything personal out of this at all. Uh, 
but there's a massive, almost an army of those who are well financed to make sure the one side gets in and stays in, basically. But they've always said, too, in ages gone by, that no matter where you go, you take yourself with you. And also, it doesn't matter what system you live under, you're still yourself. You are in charge of how you are going to think, feel, understand, and so on. Yes, you'll be definitely influenced by uh, the powers that are over you, which could be draconian. We know darn well they're draconian with carbon taxes and how you're going to live, and even if you can heat yourself or not heat yourself, right down to educating the victims who will freeze in the cold down the road. It's okay to freeze because you're lawful, being lawful. You're a good citizen. You just couldn't make the grade and pay your fuel credits for that that winter. And so you'll cause no fuss. You won't cause any trouble. You'll quietly, lawfully die and freeze to death like they do in Britain. This is the the awful evil system which uh, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger as your masters keep telling you that there's too many of you. Meanwhile, they want all the all the, the benefits off of you, but at the same time, they want to bring down your numbers. Very schizophrenic, isn't it? And at the same time, bring in people from all over the world as your numbers drop, which kind of defeats the purpose of bringing down your numbers, doesn't it? You were all this nonsense getting put across and to you as, as science. And it's embedded in everything you watch, movies, dramas, fiction, comedies even, and non-fiction as well, documentary. Too many of you. And if the population in the West, I've said so many times, is constantly dropping because they're having less and less children, isn't that a good thing? They're being good. But no, they're told... But there's not enough of you, so we're going to bring in so many millions from across. So there you go. I mean, you can't win. It's not meant, you see, that that you win. Do you understand that? It's not because those who are above you are simply mad. It's they're telling you they don't want you. There are certain people who are targeted for extinction. The mantra through the universities for years, which is, I mean, universities now are just simply really hotbeds of... uh, Lava, boiling lava that is kept stirring hot all the time by hate by one group or another and uh, and and they radicalize the students if you want to keep your brain don 't go to university these days you 'll be either victimized because you 're a bad so and so or um, regardless uh, you certainly won 't be liked at all it 's rather evident today. Even though they're all taking money from taxpayers' money, they'll take your money quite happily in order to teach their own, their hate. And they create all these different uh, action groups that go out and riot in the streets and things when they're told to. But this article here says Bill Crystal. And now Bill Crystal is one of the neocons. We know what a neocon is. It says decadent, lazy, spoiled, white, working-class Americans should be replaced by immigrants. That's very similar to Sweden and so on, as we all know. And this is Bill Crystal, founder of the conservative magazine, The Weekly Standard. Now, The Weekly Standard is awfully important because it's also a kind of neocon-type uh, uh, newspaper that has a, a kind of link, you might call it, to the Council on Foreign Relations. 
but it says, because uh, a lot of their articles from the CFR members ends up in the Weekly Standard and some other papers too. Seemingly caught a bad case of foot and mouth syndrome yesterday in speaking on a panel for the American Enterprise Institute. Again, it's, it's very neocon, the American Enterprise Institute. Presumably, Christopher was responding to a question regarding Trump's controversial immigration ban when he let loose with the following uh, slow motion train wreck of a response. He says, look, to be totally honest, if things are so bad as you say with the white working class, don't you want to get new Americans in? And basically, if you are in a free society, a capitalist society, after two, three, four generations of hard work, everyone becomes kind of decadent, lazy, spoiled, whatever. And he goes on and on and on. And at the end, he says he hopes that no one's recording this, etc., etc., to the extent. Uh, see, I hope this thing isn't being videotaped or even shown anywhere. Whatever tiny, pathetic future I have is going to totally collapse, he says. But uh, that's what you're dealing with, too. The, the, remember, in different groups, there's an awful lot of hate. Some of them camouflage it awfully well. Some of them play victim as they hate others. It's, this is the real world. This is the grown-up adult world. This is how it really is. And we're not supposed to believe it's like that. We're supposed to believe in some happy utopia. But it really isn't there, is it? It, it really isn't there. Sad. Isn't that sad, eh? And tonight I'm going to just touch into uh, some of the things that people are worried about now, too, that's going on in the U.S. The U.S. is so important because it's the only real superpower left, the really big one, massive tax base, etc., and, and and they hand out so much money across the planet to, to, to targeted areas, especially. And, and and again, it's not all just giveaways. Some places it's to get big, big money back in, in regarding uh, corporations, oil, all that kind of thing. There's various ways for it to happen. Other ones, it's just straight hat. And it's never been explained to some countries why they're even handing out so many millions or billions. It's never explained to the public. If you don't get a leadership, I don't care what this left wing, right wing, or, or 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 up or down. The fact is, if you don't get a government that ever explains to you why they're dishing out your money to certain countries, I don't understand why you bother to vote. I mean, if it's your country, why are you? Why is your tax money being dished out across the planet? Where's it go? Where's the accountability? Where do you, the taxpayer? get a broken down list of where it all goes to. You don't get it, do you? Or even why it goes to these certain countries. But you pay for all. So it's often important to the world and a lot of countries in the world where the U.S. goes with all of its policies because uh, it used to be that the U.S. stood up for for the Western values. It doesn't anymore. Even when it thinks it does, it's not. It's, It's run by a covert system at a very high level. To fool everybody because it really isn't running on, on, on for Western values or anything like that. In fact, all the values now are completely down the tubes or they're in flux on their way down the tubes. And that's the way it really is, isn't it? We know that. Come on, let's not kid ourselves. We hear it all the time. You can't watch a movie today. Everything's politicized. Every darn thing, even com- everything's completely politicized and weaponized. Completely. You can't enjoy entertainment anymore. 
you get all the messages in it too, how bad you are and why you should be this way and etc, etc, etc. You can't enjoy it. There's nothing that's left alone for entertainment's value, really. Unless you get some old, old stuff from the 1900 or something and read a book. Because anything since there, I think, has been heavily politicized until it's un- unwatchable, unreadable, and it's definitely disagreeable. Now, uh, this article here is from that paper, the Weekly Standard, I was talking about the Bill Crystal founded. And it talks about uh, Elliot Abrams. Uh, this, this article is, is by him, in fact. And Elliot Abrams is a CFR member and one of the, one of the main uh, writers for it. And it says, what a difference an election makes. Benjamin Netanyahu, for eight years scorned and insulted by the Bama administration, found himself warmly embraced in the Trump White House last week. No more name-calling, no more deliberate daylight between Israel and American positions. Uh, No more abandonment of Israel at the United Nations. This was a central achievement of the Netanyahu visit to demonstrate a visible end to the Bama years and put Israeli-American relations back where they were in the George W. Bush administration. That's what they called the neocons. The warmth of the White House uh, greeting was no doubt uh, bitter gall to Bibi's many enemies in Jerusalem and in Israeli press accounts. They uh, carped and complained about this word and that phrase. And it's a long article about so how Benjamin Netanyahu was insulted terribly by the Obama group, etc. And... Um, it's a lot of waffle, like most articles are. But anyway, uh, there's your there's your CFR spiel, and and folk are getting nervous indeed. Uh, not so much about um, Obama being out or anything like that, but I think that people are getting kind of nervous. Is it, is it just a, a replay of the George Bush era and all the wars across the entire Middle East? Um, that certainly didn't benefit anybody um, or didn't benefit Americans. And then you have the White House plans to have Trump ally Stephen Feinberg review intelligence agencies. Now that's a bit scary as well. I, I guess that's the whole thing in politics, though. The ones that are behind you and help you, you give them uh, positions, etc. It seems to be, isn't it? That's what that is, isn't it? Obviously, and folk are getting nervous too when they see someone who has so so intertwined too with Wall Street, etc., being put in charge of, uh, well, at least investigating all the <laughs> all the different um, intelligence agencies. Uh, President Trump plans to assign a New York billionaire to lead a broad review of American intelligence agencies. That's incredible power. They did the same in Britain back in the 60s or 70s when they put an overseer off to all the intelligence agencies. And the overseer came out in a book years later uh, by Perry in a book called The Fifth Man about the the Cambridge spies and and the guys who ruled the Cambridge spies. Eventually, they believed it was Victor Rothschild who was the head of it at the time. And he became, so so Victor Rothschild, the main suspect in all this, became the head of all the combined intelligence services. Quite amazing story. Quite amazing. But there you go. Anyway, so Trump plans to assign a New York billionaire to lead a broad review of American intelligence agencies. 
an, uh, an effort that members of the intelligence community fear could curtail their independence or reduce the flow of information that contradicts the president's worldview. The possible role for uh, Stephen A. Feinberg, co-founder of Cybrus Capital Management, has met fierce resistance amongst intelligence officials already on edge because of the criticism the intelligence community has received from Mr. Trump during the campaign and since he became president. On Wednesday, Mr. Trump blamed leaks from the intelligence community for the departure of Michael T. Flynn, his national security advisor, whose resignation he requested. There's been no announcement of Mr. Feinberg uh, of his job that would be based in the White House. Uh, but he recently told his company shareholders that he is in discussions to join the Trump administration. He is a member, he's presently a member of Mr. Trump's Economic Advisory Council. Mr. Feinberg has close uh, ties to Stephen K. Bannon, Mr. Trump's chief strategist, and Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law. Uh, anyway, de- declined to comment on his position, uh, his possible position. The White House uh, is still working out the details of the intelligence re- review, uh, and, and also wouldn't comment. So there you go. I mean, you wonder why we're getting nervous again. But we'll never really know. I, I, I've always said that we never really know what's going on, do we? We're not told the truths and things. And to me, uh, to be honest with you, to be all, all. Um, Agendas are just the same old garden paths. And I've been down them all before. Haven't you all been down them before? Same old garden path. In this article here, uh, I'll put that into the dispensable Mike Flynn. Um, Talking about the recent firing of Flynn as part of for the course for any new administration. And this is um, this one here is from Steve Pachenik who I think has put himself across as a master of intelligence um, management, you might say, behind the scenes, and etc. But he says, for a new POTUS, that's um, really talking about a president of the United States, comes into the office, he must evaluate the performance of his subordinates. Even more difficult is the fact that the POTUS must insist that their performance and integrity, whatever that might mean, meets the standard that the POTUS has set for himself and his White House, I guess, WH. It tells you here that um, the leader must always basically use folk and then dispense with them. <laughs> that's basically it. I always wonder, too, if that's how they see the nation. You know, they can dispense with all of you when it suits them. I mean, think about it. You really think about these things. And this article here is to do with... Uh, if anyone had doubts that U.S. President Donald Trump would be good for Israel, the press conference in the White House before his meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu proved as much, despite the cries of anti-Semitism in America, heard since Trump won the elections. A new era has begun in Washington, a much more refreshing one. The press conference with Trump and Netanyahu was a U-turn for everything we've heard, known, understood, and considered for decades. This article here, uh, goes through this this complex situation here, which anyone who follows it will understand. But this article here, Sheldon Edelson, he runs uh, stacks of newspapers. Israel uh, Hayom Hayom that I just mentioned is um, a bit of a, a a biggie right now. Israel Hayom. So Sheldon Gary Edelson. 
I was born August 4th, 1933, an American casino magnate. Is founder, chairman, and chief executive officer of Las Vegas Sands Corporation, which owns the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore, and is the parent company of Venetian Macau Limited, which operates the Venetian Resort Hotel Casino and the Sands Expo Convention Center. He owns the Israeli daily newspaper Israel Hayom and the Las Vegas Review Journal. He's a lifelong donor and philanthropist and so on. But he says here, as of August of 2016, he was listed by Forbes as having a fortune of $32 billion, major contributor to the Republican Party candidates, and he has been one of the largest donors of any party in both the 2012 and 2016 presidential campaigns. He was the largest donor to Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign with a total of $125 million. But his glowing reports from his own newspapers in in Israel, with uh, the Netanyahu and Trump coalition, basically. It's all very happy, happy. So it's hard to tell, really, what's propaganda, what isn't, etc., 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 etc. But uh, it is sad to see that there's a lot of fingers in the pie. And I don't know how anything can be changed, anything for the better. It's just sad that um, if the U.S. goes off in the same old policy of either allowing or financing slaughter across the planet. Because we're all fed up with it, aren't we? We're all fed up with slaughter, slaughter, slaughter all the time, or financing proxy armies to slaughter other people. It's, it, it gets monotonous. It really does get monotonous. And um, really, if you have, if you have a... Uh, you'd hope that you have leaders for your country, in any country, that your, your own leaders would take care of your country and leave it at that. But it doesn't work out that way, does it? And it's very, very sad. I also got an article here to do with uh, Richard Haas, the head of the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, and uh, he's still pushing other countries, including Canada, to try and push for the disclosure between the U.S. and Russia for different leaks, etc., etc. Uh, I think it's, most of that's a red herring. It really doesn't matter anyway, does it? Because, as I say, you, there's so many disclosures came out to do with the, the Democrats and uh, the Soros boys, and because uh, there's, there's a huge, huge organization there, and also with Saudi Arabia, etc., etc. I mean. Uh, it seems that everyone's got t- massive ties outside of America, the ones who want to rule the country, that is. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, isn't it? And for the rest of the people who, who are scared to even say anything or think anything, it's even sadder because we've, we've, we're sick playing the same old records. We, we truly are. And who wants to go left-wing either? I mean, who wants to go that way where you've got to change your gender or whatever? Eventually, you'll be mandatory uh, at school or something, the way it's gone. And then you've got other folk looking towards psychology for answers. Psychology won't give you answers. Psychology was designed to basically take over from religion by denying religion and being a religion in itself. And uh, it won't take you anywhere. Uh, that's why Freud said we're... We're bringing you the plague when he came to America. Uh, it was intended to destroy and destroy, and also control mass, all but mass controlling, control of populations and the whole planet eventually. What makes us tick, then you can control the masses. That's really what it's about. And um, 
And that's not what we're about, really. We, I mean, each one of us, we're individuals. And we've each had different experiences. We have had many experiences in common. We all eat and do things like that. But we're also different too. We have different experiences. And that's what makes us unique. It's uh, the, the, the psychology, uh, uh, behaviorism, it's all combined. And neuroscience will definitely try and control. That's their function, really, to try and control. On behalf of whom? Well, on behalf of their, their betters, the ones who own them, basically. And yes, there are tiers way up at the top coming down that own us. We are definitely owned, believe you me. <laughs> and it's been an incredible amount of psychology and uh, uh, science using us daily in all media. Uh, that's its function is to is to put across onto you different ideas which perhaps are untrue or you shouldn't have in the first place, but to make you think about things which are even deviant, and hence the push and the push and the push for all kinds of changes in humanity, um, all designed by your masters at the top to make you more dysfunctional. Why can't they leave you alone? Well, they'll never do that Because if they leave you alone you, you might start thinking for yourselves And if you start to say no to certain things Well, you might cause trouble by saying no It's much better to control us all as a big, big herd, isn't it? And that's how we are controlled It's astonishing to me as I don't watch TV uh, Occasionally I'll get a dissent With little clips of this or clips of that, that To show you how the envelope, the envelope has always been pushed by Hollywood or, or just mainstream television or whatever. And it's all deliberate, of course. But there's many of the people, I guess, that are commonplace names, everyday names, uh, for those who watch television, uh, of people on television that I've never heard of and, and have no clue about or anything else. And so technically I'd be pushed to the side as some kind of... Um, Antiquarian, uh, someone who really is uh, out of it all. In a sense, I am. I have no interest in spending my life chasing nonsense or nonsense stories or complete rubbish and fantasy put out by those that believe that uh, they're supposed to put every thought into your head. If you're com- if you're com- totally immersed in the thoughts that they give you, you'll think about nothing that really matters for yourself. And that's why it's done that way. That really is why it's done. And, uh, and it's been discussed, of course, at all the tops, uh, meetings and behaviorism and, and scientists, and so, etc. You've got to start thinking for yourself. And stop looking for heroes to come along and do make the world all, all, all good and nice for you. It probably won't ever be good and nice. I think power is the way of this whole planet. From ancient times to the present, I think psychopaths have always risen up and got to the top. Occasional, they're, they're knocked down by other psychopaths who've been at it longer and who've held on for a few generations to their power and they get more and more strong, more powerful, better educated, uh, and and they take control. That's really what you end up with, uh, with kings and queens, etc. Today, it's just magnets of big corporations. They're vicious in business. And I mean completely vicious, down to being homicidal and very, very big businesses. And that's the way of it. You can call it organized crime if you want. It's up to you what you want to call it. But uh, that's how it is. And unfortunately, they also go into politics. 
all sides of politics. Don't think I'm bashing any particular side. They go into all sides of politics. And um, the psychopath will have no allegiance to anyone except one who's more psychopathic and, and more powerful than him or herself. That's the way of it. Therefore, we, we live in a system, unfortunately, that doesn't um, allow any kind of real, real peace and quiet or, people would, or, or even allow a system of what we call normalcy to, to succeed. And everything must be changed and, and reduced to, to chaos to rebuild the new. That's their motto, basically, order out of chaos. First, you must create the chaos because... Because order, the previous order, natural order, is, has been at the absolute enemy of those in control at the very, very, very top. It's rich and powerful. Therefore, they've got to destroy it all, make everything dysfunctional, and then call the dysfunction normal. And that's what you're living through today, if you haven't figured that out already. And believe you me, uh, there are many, many mouthpieces out there who uh, belong to the big, big group at the top, you might say. And it doesn't matter what, what side you think you belong to, it's all the same at the very, very top. It's a dialectic. And you'll see it, you, you'll see the. it isn't just Soros out there that's got all his different outlets for propaganda. It's every side is the same. Every side. And don't let anyone tell you that what you're seeing uh, is not what you're seeing. Uh, why don't you look at it this way? What you see, go with go with your instincts. You've got to go with your own instincts and don't let someone else try and bend them and, and reword them. And say, well, I know you're looking at, about it, things that way, but why, why not look at it from this way? I don't care how you look at, at, at a car smash. It's the same car smash, folks. Don't look at, upon it in, from any other way. <laughs> Use your own observations and your own instincts and go with it because you'll find, and it's not pleasant, because then you find that you're pretty well at you're, You are on your own. You know, you realize how much work goes into creating a mass psychology, even in politics or even before they bring on the person you're going to you vote for down the road. It could be years down the road. That's long-term sleeper action, preparing the whole way for things. That's how it works. And get everyone involved thinking they're part of it. They're part of it. It is a lot of work. A lot of work. And it's the same with, with all those who oppose it. They've got their own goals. And they think it's their own goals, but it's not as given to them as well by the leaders. They'll ne- leaders they'll never see, by the way, or meet. Often not even in the same country. It doesn't matter. And they think they're part of something for the, for the greater good. Why is it for the greater good? Because they've been told it's for the greater good. And many of them at the top, they'll find out, a lot of them leave, uh, on the left wing, for instance, they'll leave when they find out that, that it's utterly chaos and dysfunctional and even perverted at times. You know, it's, That's what happens. Chaos must be that way. To destroy all that was, to bring in that which is new. And there's another article to do with Trump in Israel. A flashpoint of Jerusalem hangs over White House meeting, and that's from Global Research, which is also left-wing, and they want a kind of Marxist kind of world. But uh, that seems to be all that's in the media these days. Really, there's nothing else, anything else going on. 
Uh, it's all to do with the U.S. and the latest meetings, etc. And as I say, Richard Haas has definitely met with, supposedly, or with Canada to discuss the so-called leaks about Russia and all that. They, they want to make a big stink out of that, and but they're wanting to divert from this kind of these kind of articles. Another one from Newsweek, Trump's Netanyahu meeting a vindication for top White House aide, it says. Jared Kushner reportedly will be present in the meeting between President Donald Trump and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu Wednesday morning. An event marks the first opportunity for the quiet presidential advisor to see cemented at the highest levels ties that his father first developed with the feisty, controversial Israel leader in the 1990s, for which he paid dearly. That's about all the kind of news we're getting, really, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like deliberately pointing away from other, your own countries to, to countries elsewhere, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's rather sad in a sense. It truly is. The only other bit of news you got here is, is Greece. Now, Greece has been <laughs> hammered for years now. And it was we, and I read the articles years ago. I remember reading it on the air at the time, where to get into the EU, the Economic Union, their books had to be gone over and given an okay, like a clear. They were a good, a good nation to join. They were ready to join the EU. They were, they were had their, their their finances under control, etc. And it was basically to be done by a high-powered organisation, which we know was um, Goldman Sachs. So they so they they took their big big fee for doing their books, etc. And they okayed them and they put them in. And years later, we know what happened. They said it was all fudged, blah blah blah. And uh, and now Greece is basically bankrupt and defunct, and all the rest of it. They're even selling bits of it off to well. They're selling bits of it off and. It says that Greece plans to hire Rothschild as a company, the corporation, as a debt advisor. So now you've got the real foxes managing a nation that can't get out of debt because all they do is keep adding to their debt. Uh, The Greece doesn't get the money going through it that's given by the IMF and loans and so on. It, It literally, the money is given from basically Germany on behalf of Greece to different uh, different people uh, who uh, who apparently have money owed to them by Greece, supposedly. This is as concerns over Greece and its debt amount. Uh, Athens has reportedly decided to call in Rothschild, one of the oldest financial firms in the world, to navigate the country's long-running creditor standoff and avert default. Well, what else can they do? They can't pay off. You can't pay off compound interest. That's why it was invented as a racket, a con, to, to take folks' land off them. That's how it's, it's meant to be. Sad, isn't it, though? Really sad and awful. And, uh, again, it should be a lesson to everybody, but I guess we've had lessons for maybe centuries. It hasn't made any difference. Because debt is the greatest slavery that's ever been invented. It's beautiful, really, because you, you voluntarily go into it. Uh, and unfortunately with nations you, you can put into debt without even knowing that you're You know, because your so-called leaders can put you into, into the debt system They put you down as guarantors to pay off debt And then they loan the money out to other nations Which they know can't, they can't afford to pay it back So you pay it back as a taxpayer It's a racket, unfortunately And it's way beyond uh, just happening to be that way now It's always been that way but, but, but It's been a racket for a long time Since it, since they devised central banking systems It's been a racket 
because then your country becomes a bank in itself that's lending money out to other nations and corporations. It's a racket, isn't it? But again, it's all, again, and, and they come and say, well, don't, don't think of it like that. Look at it from this point of view. So they change the point of view. Always change the point of view and say, well, it's to, it's to help the poor across the world. Just like the racket to do with carbon uh, taxes. Well, it'll help the poor across the world. doesn't matter if the science is all bogus. This is all the top uh, groups that pushed this stuff years ago. I read all the articles on the air from them, from the very organizations that were pushing it all. doesn't matter if the science is all bogus, they said. Uh, the money could be used to help people across the world. And it's a lie, too. It doesn't get to them either. We truly are slaves, aren't we? We're slaves. We even have brains. We don't want to use them. We don't want to use them, do we? We want other folk to, to use them for us. You do the thinking. It's too hard for me. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? And as long as we have that attitude, we keep getting, well, laid up the garden path, don't we? And you know what it means getting laid up the garden path? You get laid up to the, the, the garden shed and then some something's done to you there. That's what that means. Over and over and over again. It's sad, isn't it? Life gets pretty boring and predictable, doesn't it? It really does. And it's not because Trump's in, I'm talking about this, because it doesn't matter who's in. You know that, and I know that. You know that. <laughs> I don't think the U.S. has been its own country since, oh, I don't know, 60 years or, or more, maybe. To be honest with you. Once you're international and you're involved in international politics, that's you. You're finished, you're gone. And the U.S. has been, right up until recently, been the champion of free trade across the planet under the, and the champion of the United Nations. And the United Nations is for completely remaking the whole planet, and the world, and even the people in it regarding male and female and genders and everyone else. That's <laughs> quite something else. Like a big sci-fi. Very ambitious, but the, the, the fallouts that you create by creating a form of dysfunction and demanding that everyone goes along with it creates chaos. Again, order out of chaos. Create the chaos thing, bring in the new order. And then you bring on more scientists on board to find new ways to tinker with our brains, make us behave and go along with things and so on. Free thought, you understand. Free thought is the greatest enemy of totalitarian regimes. You can't have free thought. It's, it's, it's anathema to them. Mao Zedong said that. When he was asked what his greatest fear was, the head of China. Was it, was it countries with, like the US with military weapons and H-bombs? He says, no, I'm not afraid of that. He says, I'm afraid of someone with a, a big idea. An idea. Because ideas are contagious. They're really contagious. And they can't stand an idea. And when you get a contagious idea that's, that's really grounded in reality as opposed to fantasy. See, ideas can be misused as well into fantasy. And you've been following that for a long enough time. But when it's grounded on some, some, some kind of fact, it's, it's death to totalitarian regimes. Absolute death. Really sad, isn't it? But always remember, when things don't make any logical sense, 
then it's not meant to be logical. It's a different agenda underway for a different purpose. Like the eradication, the eradication of static populations in Europe and elsewhere, all the way to Americas. Uh, as they tell you and tell you and tell you, there's too many of you. If, if there's too many of you, sure, it'd be a good thing that your populations are declining. But it's not, they tell you. There's too many of you, but we've got to bring more folk in because your populations are declining. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's not meant to. It's meant to say that there's a real agenda underway and they want rid of you. You've got to admit the facts. Let's admit the facts. Really. It's also time to defund universities from the taxpayer monies they get given to them. When all they do is radicalize the students, bring them into camps, and use them down the road like big, massive, rioting armies. That's not what universities are there for. If you want to have radical armies, get different training camps, but don't call them universities. And don't fund them with tax money. It's been like this for way too long. Way too long is the true hate, and you all know this, is fomented in the universities. And you know darn well who the targets are. And that's got to stop. Now here is another good psychopath. You can't keep a good psychopath down. And you can't, you know, because they've no shame. A psychopath cannot be shamed because he cannot feel guilt. But the one-man band that wanted war along with the neocons with the, with the Bush Jr. era it was Tony Blair of Britain, the Prime Minister. And uh, after, after he became the Prime Minister, of course, and went through the wars and all that, and said he had no regrets in anything, because he doesn't. He's been well rewarded by J.P. Morgan and others, who, who he fronts for them, in fact. And he was made uh, part of the, the quartet, they called it, to negotiate all the different grievances between the Palestinians and the Gaza Strip and Israel, and make sure there's lots of gas and oil and all the rest of it. They'll go into the right kind of pockets, and the whole time he was also working for J.P. Morgan. It's quite an amazing system, isn't it? Eh? Anyway, here he is again, you see, the guy who got us into slaughtering folk across the planet. And uh, it says former British Prime Minister Tony Blair issued a battle cry against the so-called hard Brexit that's leaving uh, the European Union for Britain. On Friday, calling on voters, businesses and campaigners to rise up and back a coordinated effort to temper the terms of or even halt Britain's EU exit plan. It was first major political inter- uh, intervention since Britain's voted 52 to 48% to leave the European Union last June. Blair said Conservative Prime Minister Theresa May was pursuing Brexit at any cost and must be challenged. Well, the guy should be put inside for treason because the people voted to leave, and he's going against that, so he's treasonous, basically. I mean, he should be locked up regardless of that, because the guy literally, to a con- it was a one-man band taking the country to war, in Iraq and elsewhere, and no one wanted to accept him, because he was told by his bosses, and he has bosses, There's, there are bosses of the world, yes there are, <laughs> I think we all know that, and he was paid handsomely for, for fulfilling the mission that they gave him. And then they handed the bill to Britain, of course, because the citizens always get the bills. 
says, this is not the time for retreat, he says, indifference or despair, but the time to rise up in defense of what we believe, he says. Well, he's a psychopath talking because this guy believes in himself. He believes in power and he believes he can do whatever you want if you're, if you're a good con man. And he believes it's your right to do so as well. Anyway, May has vowed to start the legal process of leaving the European Union next month. It's not clear where the process could be reversed afterwards. Her vision is for a clean break, including leaving the EU single market and customs union. Blair, who won the the three elections at the head of the Labour Party, has also spoken out in the last 18 months to warn Labour members against electing the hard leftist Jeremy Corbyn as a leader and to urge voters to shun Brexit. Neither intervention was successful. It's, it's quite amazing, eh? It, it really is. What's a hard leftist, anyway? I mean, uh, well, I don't want you to think about that, do you? This is the world we live in, isn't it? It's just disgusting. And what's given as reality is disgusting. And I think it can only have happened in an age where technology is so profound, it's everywhere, it's, it's cheap. Everyone has access to information. Doesn't remember, information doesn't say truth. Information is data. And to be honest with you, I think the more data, and I've read the articles too from some of the organizations in the past that run data and disinformation and intelligence agencies, they said eventually they could give people overloads of data and, until they could, they'd be immobilized by it. They, they couldn't absorb it all and they couldn't come to any... Um, Affirmative conclusions In other words, conclusions where they'd actually act on anything That's the intention of disinformation And overloading you with data Sad, isn't it? But it's, these are all sciences we're, we're the most studied species on the planet Not the apes, not the monkeys Not the bugs that crawl along the, the ground It's we are Why do you think that is? It's, it's because your masters want to totally control you Total control they pretty well got it, just but I guess it's costly to the extent. It's a lot of manpower and woman power, blah, blah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, human power, put it that way, to make sure we're all on the right track and not on the wrong track or going the wrong way. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's a lot of work to keep you distracted, too. In fact, I think Hollywood's running out of cheap, rotten movies. Uh, they can't make them fast enough. Uh, because we, we crave entertainment, crave it, distractions. And the worst things, the, 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 as things get worse and worse, we look for more and more distractions. And it's not sad too. But they understand that so well. We, we're so well understood, aren't we? We really are. Remember too, when different agencies were told, including one in Canada years ago, uh, who was a communist, how do you get, take over and get into into politics? He was told that you, as a communist, you, you lie. You, you use any existing party and you pretend you're one of them to take control. That's all it is, labels. Stop, don't believe in a label a person gives himself. Look at what they do. Look at what they do. By their works, you shall know them. That's what's important. And it really is, because you will know them by their works. 
It's so sad. There's so many decent, honest folk around the world and who pay their taxes and who work hard and they don't get ahead. They don't get any better. They're always taxed all the more and misfortune happen, it hits them and so on. I've got so many people across the world who are really decent people who keep in touch with me because they're real people. And I think about them too and the struggles they're going through. That's what real life's all about. Real life is not some kind of fiction. Not for us anyway. And I'm talking about for most people. It's, it's, not, it's not easy. It's difficult. And you get your misfortunes. You get your illnesses hitting you. You people that you love dying of cancers, things like that. It's just awful. And, and yet that's when the best of us comes out at the same time. That's when you learn things about yourself and other people. As at the great crisis points. Not by what the media tells you to follow and dedicate your life to, which is meaningless as giving your power away to other people you'll never know. Never know. It's only between communication between each other uh, that you really achieve any, any height, any pinnacle uh, of humanity. That, that's really the truth of it. You all know it's true. Remember, television too, uh, and just soaking up information is a one-way street. It's not, it really isn't communicative. Your Facebook pages are completely fake. Most of the sock puppets answering you most of the time. And why on earth are you putting all your data up there for all agencies to further utilize against you when it's time to use it against you? Because they know how to manipulate you. When your whole personality is up there. That's the world we live in, all carefully constructed, but by the same way as they got folk to take on credit cards and get into debt voluntarily, they, they, they let you volunteer for giving away your complete life to, to all the top agencies on the planet. That's sad. You know, people fought for centuries to get privacy in their own homes in Europe. Centuries. And within a few years, most folk have given it all away. That's quite something, eh? The trick of the elect. The electric, indeed. Well, from myself, from Ontario, Canada, where today was partial thaw. Lots of snow still left, of course, and it'll stay that way. It's be more snow in two or three days' time. But, uh, it's interesting to see when they stop spraying the skies, how nice it can be. They don't stop spraying very often, but it really is nice. We truly live in a, a, a fiction in the modern world, well-controlled fiction. And all the leaders have to do is, that, is not say anything, never, never reply to any of your, 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 your demands, like, why are you spraying the skies? It's just total silence. That, that's democracy for you. As well as I said, from myself, Alan Watt, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>